Hey, everyone. That's how I'm starting now. Hey, everyone. You found it. It's the Loftus Party. Uh, speaking truth to power today. I'm back on the West Coast. How's it going there, Liberty Gypsy? I'm not on the West Coast, and I couldn't be happier. Weather's great. Really? Sky is blue. Gun laws are awesome. Yeah, no, I couldn't be happier. The peaches are, are the peaches blooming? Uh, not are you quite boiling yet. peanuts? I do not boil peanuts. Boiled peanuts are the worst invention ever. You know what's worse than just a boiled peanut? What? A boiled peanut in gravy covered with icing. Ew, gross. <laughs> Disgusting. We're gonna make we're gonna make a oh. ragu of everything that you hate. Oh my god. Yeah, that would be a segment. Oh jeez. Yeah. Top it with so, some of those strawberry nut M&Ms I'm so fond of. I saw them. I Didn't saw you? them yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the deal. Uh I'm we're on break from uh Kevin Can Wait. So now I'm back in Los Angeles and it's uh a little bit of a culture shock. It makes you talk high like that? Not a, not a culture shock. I guess I forgot a bunch about it. So it's just it's very odd. Uh, it's it's very odd being back. So I go to I go to the grocery store yesterday, and they had the strawberry nut M and M's. Horrible packaging, horrible pr- looking product. I don't want to try it. Uh, it's nasty, 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 and they need to get rid of it. Let's start boycotting those. We need to keep the M and M's that 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 I like. Oh, and just okay. boycott the ones that are just, you know, uh, completely nasty. The strawberry nut, the cherry M&Ms. So it's it's weird being back. The weather's great. I'm totally into that. Walking right. the dog around. Oh, man. Sunshine, warm weather. Fantastic. Bet the Fantastic. dog is totally happy to see you, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's crashed out right now. He is crashed out. I hooked him up with some bacon this morning. that's why he loves you best absolutely absolutely so um a ton going on the news so much and i'm like and this we're not going to run out here's what we're going to start doing this is what i'm like in our uh preparations for success i think next week uh next week we should do like the show in like little 20 minute hunks like the first 20 minutes will be politics and then the next 20 minutes will be pop culture i don't know we'll have to figure out how we're going to divvy it up uh, All right. Instead of this shot, uh, instead of the shotgun blast, the, shot, uh, the, the which stream is what we've of been consciousness. Doing. <laughs> All right. In in a way, I do have a list. I have I have things that that we need to discuss. So we should just jump in right now. I want to get your take on on Syria. My take on Syria um, is kind of like my take on the entire Middle East. Uh, don't think we're going to solve a whole lot there. I think it's more about um, keeping us safe, I guess. Yes, there are humanitarian crises over there. Yes, there are humanitarian crises over there all the time. We've had genocide of any number of types going on in the Middle East for years. Um, I just don't know. I don't know what the right answer is other than to keep, you know, like going back to your theory on Sharia land, right? Like, here's your hunk. Do what you want. Just leave the rest of us alone. That's um, exactly where I'm going with it. That's exactly, exactly. where I'm going with it. Yeah, I mean, I just – we dropped some bombs. You know what? It's not going to make that big of a difference. I tell you what. I don't I don't think so either. And I was, first of all, uh, shocked and, and you know, just like everybody else. And then my next thought was, oh, my gosh, I called it like a year and a half, two years ago. <laughs> Like Sharia, that, that that joke of a of a thing that I did on the flip side mm-hmm. is actually the solution, and I think that's where we're gonna like Russia. Okay, you can have your little naval base. Welcome aboard to the Mediterranean. You, you, they have like one aircraft carrier, and it looks like a Dutch wooden shoe. So I'm not really threatened by their navy. Let them have their <laughs> navy base. Establish mm-hmm. establish some no fly zones, and then uh, let's hook hook up Sharia land. If that's what you want, that's what you get. Well, and and I really just think if we don't find some way to establish safe zones and and places where people there can settle, I mean, you cannot have the entire population of the Middle East, all of whom are going to be persecuted at one point or another, right? Um, Just flooding Europe, flooding the States, flooding Australia. You know, 
there's real estate there that needs to be occupied. So yeah. let's help people figure out how to occupy it. Yes. You know, yes. I just, you know, when, when you're the pictures of the chemical attack, horrible reading the descriptions of what that does to somebody when it happens, terrible, but you know, that's not the only place these atrocities are happening. We had 300 girls taken in Boko Haram. We developed a hashtag. Um, you know, we've had genocide of, of Christians all over the Middle East for any number of years. Syrian Christians are probably the most persecuted group in the entire Middle East. Um, you know, as far as other than, I guess, Muslims killing other Muslims because they don't agree with the exact Islam that the other person agrees with. But you know, at some point, we just have to recognize as a society that that is a completely different culture from us. And we're never really going to understand it because we don't live there. <laughs> yeah. Do you think do you think uh, Assad did it? Oh, I have. Yeah. If he didn't, he's done it before. I mean, he is a dictator. He is fighting rebels internally. He doesn't really care who he hurts. He's got Russia's backing. See, he's got I, Iran's I think, backing. Here's the whole thing. I don't see what did he get out of it. That's the th that's the whole thing that like really and this is like zero comedy in this. It's like things that I just like I want to discuss it because right. it interests me. Mm -hmm. I I don't see what he gets out of it. the timing of it. The timing of the whole thing, it's fishy. Like if it was a movie, if it was a movie, you'd be like, this is super super fishy. It's super super fishy, but I mean the timing of. A lot of things over there ends up being super, super fishy. And what he gains out of it is rebels that are now scared. I mean, it's a pure intimidation tactic. But aren't the rebels ISIS? Uh, no, not all of them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The picture, like, you know, there's this old theory, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Both sides yeah. of this Syrian conflict hate us. <laughs> like, there's no, <laughs> the Assad regime hates us. And most of the rebels hate us. There is no, there is no like group we could go to inside of Syria and go, we'd like you to be in charge. You know, it, it just doesn't exist. And that therein lies part of the problem. All we did the oh other day gosh. was respond to humanitarian, humanitarian crisis of a chemical attack. We didn't like chemical win attack. any hearts and minds. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, uh, when I got a pair of crappy headphones, it's driving me crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's driving me absolutely bonkers. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to. Uh, I'm mad at you right now, Doctor Dre. Doctor, <laughs> Doctor Dre and his and his beats are gonna have to beat it into the garbage. There, I've thrown them. I've thrown them upon the ground. Um, I don't know. With the whole, with the whole, because uh, I got to be honest, they were cutting in and out. I heard like little snippets of what you were saying. It was very odd. Not, I mean, just to just not that what you were saying was odd. It was just like it, rebels, hearts and minds. It was very, it was very, <laughs> it was very choppy and weird. <laughs> yeah, it was like listen to Armed Forces Radio in some French bunker in World War II. <laughs> like, yeah, and it was funny because um, it wasn't funny, but it was something you wanted to discuss. So basically, what I was saying: neither side in Syria likes us, and that's fine. That's fine. I, I tell you let them duke it out no well, chemical weapons you can't it, do i i don't think i i really i it just reeks of a setup it reeks of a setup like a couple days a couple days before donald trump and the white house were like you know what syria you're gonna have to work this out i have other fish to fry and then uh out of the blue uh a chemical weapons attack and then like okay now now the world is saying you have to get involved. You have to get involved. Uh, it just seems really, really fishy to me. Really fishy. I'm cool with we can bomb, uh, you know, the runway and bomb the airport, whatever. Uh, but I don't want to do anything else. That's it. I'm yeah, done. The, Give them the the whole thing is things over there don't ever work the way they're supposed to, right? So we give Iran this deal that 
makes them cash flush. And what's the next thing they do? They go and snag people from our Navy. Like, I mean, every time yeah, well, somebody you know, says you're, you know, I don't have time to pay attention to you or here's what's on the table or it, whatever, they have to exert their strength because that means something to their internal population. Well, this is where I'm cool with the airstrikes that Trump did. Like mm-hmm. that was a that was a quadruple that was a quadruple win because he did it like in the middle of dinner with the Chinese president. That was the best. <laughs> Timing is everything. Right. Right. He's like, how was your steak? And the guy was like, King Kalkuch, wow. He's like, hold up. I got to go bomb Syria. Pick out what you want for dessert. I'll be right back. And the Chinese <laughs> president is like, what'd you say? What'd like, you no, say? dude, I, I got to go bomb Syria. I'm just going to take out an airport or two. Uh, some tomahawks, you know, the huge, just, and then he came back and he's like, okay, yep. Bomb them. Had to put them, them down. Hey, let's talk about your boy in North Korea. Let's oh, talk about exactly. Kim Jong. Oh, it was great. That's, I hope that's I, the upside to all of it. I really hope that they came to some kind of determination for the little dictator with really bad hair. I mean, that guy is just out of control, well, like lobbing missiles towards Japan. Yeah, no, let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> and China's well, just like letting him like, go. Yeah. With the Syrian thing, like we gave Russia the heads up. We're like, hey, Russia, just a heads up. We're going to do some Tomahawk missiles on this airport in Syria. So get your dudes out of there. And they're like, you're not allowed to do that. And Trump's like, well, here I go. So well, you might want to get your dudes out of there. So that's 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 a great precedent. Like, hey, Kim Jong Un, you start start lobbing around these flying Kias, uh, <laughs> flying and we're Kias. gonna start taking out missile missile sites. Right. I mean, you know, we've got we've got two real two real trouble spots, and one of them is most certainly North Korea, and the other one is is various various uh, and sundry places in the Middle East. And you know, I I think you could probably isolate North Korea if you could get the Chinese, you know, on the team and, and all that good stuff. I honestly, you know, blast from the past when I, uh, a couple of years ago, I actually took a history of the Middle East course. Um, they've been doing this for centuries. <laughs> it's, it's not going to stop. It's, it's not going to stop. Do. Yeah, I know. Some place in the Middle the East only, on, the has been on fire my entire is, life. The only difference now is that we have airplanes. And that's mm-hmm. what no one seems to understand. Like before, you could always just let them go. Just let them kill each other. Let them do their thing. Now we have airplanes. Now we have missiles. So the, the, the rules of the game have changed. Like every 400 years, they fire it up. And they go on this giant march uh, for who's the best Muslim and who's the most devout. And let's take over this and let's invade there. But technology held them at bay. And now there's mm-hmm. there's not that technology. So that's... That's the game changer for me. Well, technology is certainly the game changer, but I mean, I can't think of a point in my life to this point, right? And I've got a couple decades on the planet that someplace over there wasn't blowing up. I mean, when I was a kid, it was Lebanon, right? Then there was the whole oh, Iran-Iraq yeah, war. Yeah, and then there was the Russians in Afghanistan. I mean, when you there's just always somebody at war with somebody over there over something that Really, I don't think anybody in the West really understands. No, no. And and I, I tell you what, there's like there was another guy like driving through a mall in uh, Sweden the other day, taking out people. There was another uh, acid attack uh, yesterday in London on a couple and their little kid. Uh, I, uh, I, I attacks in Russia. Lot. Yeah. St. Petersburg. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm all down with the travel ban. I'm all down with the travel ban. Oh, you're mean. I am. I am. No, Here's a little I'm story. I'm meaner than you, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, because we're not getting the best and the brightest. I want to be uh, – here's my hardcore view of it. Like we need the, the super smart, like the engineers, the computer people, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So let's just set the bar high and let's just cherry pick exactly who we want and what skill sets uh, that we need. And everybody else, uh, sorry, you got to duke it out. You're just going to have to figure it out in your own home country. Best of luck to you. Well, I mean, I uh, think if we could accurately define what a refugee is, you know, if there were if there used to be two million of you and now there's four hundred and fifty thousand, you could probably be a refugee. Um, 
you know, this mass exodus is not being managed. The UN is deciding who's a refugee and who isn't, which to me is just like, what? Every individual country should be able to define that. Um, so, I mean, I don't have a problem with some humanitarian, but as far as setting the bar high, I, I totally support Trump's contention that we should be using a merit-based immigration program like that rather than a family-based one. Yeah. 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 I don't care if your brother I, uh... wants to come. He can't. <laughs> he brings no value. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. And you're not a citizen of the states, so you don't have the same rights that a citizen does. So I'm, I'm very, very sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I took a, uh, I had to take an Uber ride the other night. I had a, I left a car on the East Coast, left it with a buddy, and he's gonna, you know, start it up and drive it around the block and blah, all that good stuff. So I had, to, I had to Uber back uh, to my place in Long Island. So uh, I downloaded Uber, did my first little Uber ride. On my own, very exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. I had this uh, guy from Turkey. Guy from Turkey was the driver, and I'm like, like the classic. You get in the back of a cab or an Uber, and you're like, so how's it going? Are you busy tonight? Blah blah. And uh, he goes, oh, you know, things are good. Blah blah blah. And I, I thought maybe he was from Greece, and I'm like, so where are you from? He's like, I'm from Turkey. Okay. He works for the state of New York. He's got a great job. Mm-hmm. He got into debt for twenty five thousand dollars, and that's what got him into driving Uber. He said that he worked his tail off uh, for Uber, but he paid off that $25,000 in debt insanely fast, insanely fast, and made so much money, his wife's not thrilled, but he's still driving Uber because he, he just wants more money. And I'm like, dude, you've got to be, are you are so, are you sold on America? Are you into it? And he's like, mm, not so much. And I'm like, why don't you drive what? this Uber back to Turkey then? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, get, get out. I'm like, Get out. I didn't say it because I wanted to get home. But I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what other country can you go to and, and get a job for the local government, mm-hmm. incur thousands of dollars worth of debt, and then have a job uh, just like at your leisure, like, okay, so I paid off that. He's crushing it. And he still has family in Turkey and yada, yada. But he's like, mm, not sold on the U.S., not really sold. I'm like, that, then what are you doing here? Bye. Then what are you Pack doing here? Pack a bag, Pump. my friend. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, when you stop and think about it, what does he at this point – What? How many Americans do you think immigrate to Turkey and get a job with the government? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's just insane. I, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> well. Like, I, I'm like, uh, seriously, in my head, I'm screaming, then get out. Then get out. <laughs> have fun. Have fun going back to Turkey with their fake coups and uh, General Organistan or whatever the heck the guy's name is. Yeah, no. I mean, that's just great. So, do you like it here? Mm, no, not so much. Yeah, Bye. he was like, mm, "It's okay." I'm like, "Leave, <laughs> leave." I cannot wait to get on stage and talk about that. I wow. cannot wait because that is precise. That is precisely the person I want to keep out. You've well, seen the movie Casablanca, right? Oh, a long time ago. There's this couple, and I think they're German. It's an older guy uh, and his wife, and they, they work at the casino uh, with uh, Humphrey Bogart, and, and they're always practicing their English for when they get to America. And there's this adorable part where the guy goes, honey, what watch? How much watch? And she goes, 120 watch. And he goes, ooh, such much? And like <laughs> they're learning how to tell time and say it in English, and it's adorable, and it's wonderful, and that's who I want. That's I don't care it, it, what country you're from, but if like good Lord in heaven, you've got freedom here. You can get a job. You can do all these wonderful things. You have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If you are not into that, if you're like, mm, it's okay, get the f out and don't let the American door hit you in the butt. Like leave. I, yep. I oh, I want this guy out of the country. Lady Liberty will wave as you fly over. Um, No, I mean, people think Trump is so awful on immigration. I'm like 10 steps beyond him. I'm like, no more mandatory public um, public funds for English as a second language instruction. 
I mean, when I lived in California, there was a district up by San Jose that had to pay to teach in 26 different languages. Yeah, that went away after like two <sighs> years. Oh my they looked god! At, they looked at they looked at those test scores and they were like, "Whoa, that was a disaster. That was an absolute disaster." I'm glad my kids weren't part of that, of being just like held back, just held back. Okay, now we've taught this course in uh, English. Now we're going to teach the exact same thing you've learned for the next six months in Spanish. Then we're going to teach the exact same thing in another language mm -hmm. and another. It was it, that's just completely insane. It was completely insane, but even if you look at what we spend on ESL now, it's crazy. ESL, ESL. I like their early stuff uh, from the late seventies, but then the eighties <laughs> they kind of went with a drum machine. That was what is ELO. ESL? English as a second language instruction. It's still uh -oh. mandated in most school districts across the country. So you have to offer, if there's a certain percentage of your population that speaks a certain language, you have to offer support for that. Well. Knowing what would have happened if I had immigrated my family for an expat assignment over in France, I or my company would have had to pay for my children who do not speak French to go to an English-speaking school. There yeah. is no, like, government support for people to learn French. But somehow no. we're all obligated here to help everybody learn English. No, I don't think driver's license exams should be in Spanish. I don't think road signs should be. You know, for me, it's just... Stop. The problem with is not immigration. The problem is assimilation and free stuff. Yeah. Like, you well, don't have to learn the language. You can come here. We're going to give you a place to live. We're going to give you medical care. We're going to. Who wouldn't take that deal? <laughs> it's a it great is, one. It is a great deal. Mm -hmm. It is a great deal. I don't know how we turn it around. I don't know how we turn it around. We the can... propaganda machine. The uh, the left think of it all is overwhelming, and we lost uh, we lost a good show last week. Fox announced that they were going to uh, that they've canceled Red Eye after ten years of yeah yeah. I can't believe so that. now. I, I I you know what I can believe it. I can. Uh, I think it's a huge mistake. I, I'm I really want to see what they put on in its place because evidently. Tom Shalou is still on the payroll at Fox, and so is Andy Levy. Uh, however, it's just the thing where now, and it, is, it was great because uh, Greg Gutfeld had a huge uh, Twitter thread, a huge timeline going like, "What are your favorite memories and clips and guests from mm -hmm. uh, from Red Eye?" And I was uh, taken aback. More than a more than a few people said, "Man, I'm going to miss this show." When I was in college. It was the only thing that got me through, you know, having seeing that there was other, you know, conservatives out there who weren't idiots in, you know, blah, 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 and gave you some talking points to discuss with your liberal friends. And and that is the vacuum right there. Well, and not only that, it's some just, conservative folks who were kind of fun. I mean, uh, of all the conservative talk shows, you know, et cetera, that one had some levity to it. They generally had some funny yeah. people on there. Yours truly. Yours truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and uh, and that's what that's what I'm talking about with uh, with the flip side TV show. Go take seriously. Put it. You got it. You got to put it on your DVR. It it's someone has. It's one of those things where, uh, it is. It, it's the um, Coast Guard of television. <laughs> right. The Coast got, Guard of yeah. television. Right. You've got like you've got your uh, your Tucker Carlson's and your Sean Hannity's and and, and your Bill O'Reilly's. Those would be like the the army and, and the Air Force and the Marines. Mm -hmm. then, you, then you just need like a Coast Guard of people out there telling jokes. It's like, yeah, I, I kind of just do this. <laughs> I do this on the weekends. I do this on the weekends when I'm a little bit bored. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've got it's, some. It's, You've got some new tapings coming up too, I hear. Yes, yes. Right now we're we're locking in uh, April twentieth down at uh, at the uh, Comedy and Magic live at the Lounge. It's, live it's a at the Lounge. It's the space uh, next door. It's uh, all part of the the Comedy and Magic Club's uh, giant, but not giant. They have they have the comedy club, and next door they have another comedy club, live at the Lounge, and that's where we tape the flip side. 
uh, April 20th, uh, mark your calendars. But it's just, it's it's like, I think Red Eye, everyone thinks, okay, it's gone. Oh, well. They, and they did have a great run. However, that is a huge, a huge hole. There's got to be somewhere where people can just stumble across uh, conservatives and people who lean to the right who aren't just giant buttholes. <laughs> giant buttholes. Oh, well, hey, I mean, guess who, we've guess got who's it. Back? Guess who's back on uh, on Chris uh, Wallace's show on Fox? Who? This guy made his return. Uh, Bill Crystal. Oh, really? Yeah, he's back. Like okay. in in when you read The Hobbit, uh, you got Gollum, right? <laughs> and then you read Lord of the Rings, and you're like, "Ooh, Gollum's back!" Ooh, that's how I feel about Bill Crystal. Yeah. Well, I mean, not just that, but I mean, if you look at this whole like, you know. The whole last eight years has really just spawned this, like, outrage and anger culture on the right that, in a lot of cases, is not fun to listen to. No. It's not. I, we haven't stopped being angry, and we won, and I just don't get it. <laughs> well, it's 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 fueled by rape, but I tell you, it's, it's this glacial, slow and steady wins the race, you know, Rolling Stone magazine. Is not even about music anymore. It's no. not even about music oh anymore. It, it, it's just it's propaganda and 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 uh, BuzzFeed and Politico and now this and it's like and Cosmo and Vanity Fair and every single outlet, every single outlet. It's it's amazing. It's shocking to me. It's like. If you thought it was bad under Bush, good Lord, just if you just look around at the checkout store at the grocery store the other day, just looking at the at the headlines on People magazine, Us magazine, and it's just it's it's reached a level of absurdity. Variety the other day, variety, the headline. From Variety is like Louis C.K. just called Trump a lying idiot, piece of crap, garbage, poo-poo head, diddle. Like, what? how is that a headline? <laughs> well, and Louis C.K. Is, is usually better than that. Um, if he's going to slam somebody, it's usually actually funny, even if I disagree. No. No. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. is it, – it's, it's just – he is the poster boy for the guy who was – Louis C.K. makes me laugh occasionally. Yeah. He'll he'll say some things, and he's he he makes me laugh. And I've I've met him a couple times, and he's a nice enough uh, person. However, I, I I think he's vastly overrated. Mm. Vast. I mean, God bless him. I, I you know what? I'll I'll be the first guy to say I wish it was me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean the whole. It's just crazy to me because, you know, at now every comedian out is out there slamming Trump. So you've got Colbert, you've got Samantha Bee, you've got all these lefty liberal shows. And then you have uh, the one that, you know, oh, I can't even remember her name now. Terrible, terrible Schumer. You know, all of these people. And then you get to the dude who used to used to imitate Trump on Saturday Night Live before they started having Baldwin do it. And I guess this guy got let go. Yeah. And he says... Oh, well, Trump's biggest problem is he can't take a joke. And my response to that is, when did Obama ever have to? <laughs> I mean, the entire country went nuts when it got a rodeo clown wore a Barack Obama mask. I remember like, years you ago. Like, it blew up. Years ago in, uh, where was I? I was in Iowa doing, I was at a, working at a funny bone. It wasn't Davenport. A anyway. Uh, Obama got elected and I told some Obama joke and it was pretty soft. It was a pretty soft joke and a, a table of African-American folk, uh, a couple mm -hmm. probably in their, uh, late thirties, early forties, they got up and I'm like, Hey, where are you going? And they're like, we're not going to sit here and, and listen to you bad mouth the president of the United States. <laughs> Yeah, because that's never happened. But and I go, I go, yeah. wow! You probably left a lot of comedy clubs when people were bad mouthing Bush, right? It's like that's what it is. It's the office of the presidency. I would love that. I would love that if people. That's that's what we should do. We should have a some uh, 
army of conservatives that just go out to comedy clubs and <laughs> somebody so, as soon as somebody tells a Trump joke, they stand up and and they shout out, "I'm not going to stand by while you badmouth the president of, of the United, United States." States. And yeah. then they leave. Yeah, I mean, do that they That would be fantastic. They realize that the president of the United States has been mocked repeatedly like throughout the history of the country. I mean, political cartoons aren't a new invention. Right. Um, well, yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to it's it, it's the the glorious delicious hypocrisy of it all. And now like Alec Baldwin last night, Alec Baldwin, not only was he uh Donald Trump, but he was also Bill O'Reilly in a skit. They're going after O'Reilly. They're oh, going yeah. after O'Reilly. And I tell you what, I, there's a little part of me that thinks it might work. It just might work. Well, it just might work. Some of what I was reading today, I think the biggest thing to happen so far is uh, based on settling some lawsuits, which in and of itself means nothing. Um, well, they're going after the advertisers. Well, they're going at, but but based on him settling some lawsuits, and when you settle a lawsuit, what this generally means is. I'm going to give you some money to go away. It doesn't mean anything happened. It doesn't mean he did anything wrong. I'm not defending him if he did indeed say some of the things that these women allege because, A, they were stupid and, B, they're you know, just wrong, but whatever. Um, like when you read some of the things that, that he allegedly said, you're like, no one would say this. No mm. one would say this in the workplace. Do you have quotes? Uh, I don't have them in front of me right now, but just I mean, can you paraphrase? I need a, I need <sighs> you to paraphrase something. I here, here's 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 what I know. What you just described mm-hmm. doesn't even matter to these people. No, it doesn't. It because doesn't blood even in the water. matter. Yeah, so they're just like they're systematically, and it's it's really terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like a like a hive of bees, like a swarm of bees. There was a there was a person on on Twitter and then like tens of thousands of retweets. They're like, we're just going to watch Bill O'Reilly tonight. And as soon as an advertiser comes up, let's I will put out their Twitter handle and we will just descend upon that advertiser with so much outrage and and so much vitriol that they will pull their ad from the Bill O'Reilly program. And it's working. And it's working. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I know Fox has some deep pockets. And they've they've re-upped O'Reilly's contract. However, advertising is what it makes that that makes TV go. That's how TV works. Well, they were saying with and, Fox in particular because we've talked about the difference in Fox advertising versus NBC, MSNBC. They were saying that um, actually more of their revenue comes from the deals with the cable companies for broadcast. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. They're going to need all of that money. Well, they're because. Gonna- and the swarm of bees. The swarm of bees has descended upon Bill O'Reilly, and I tell you, you've got a room full of lawyers going. I know these allegations aren't true, mm-hmm. so I'll tell you what. Instead of battling this out in the press and having all these bad headlines, just give them, you know, two million bucks and and have it go away. Yeah, it happens all the time in major corporations, and you know who else is having a big problem right now? Who? If you say CNN, I'm going to freak out. CNN. What? I'm freaking out. You're freaking out. <laughs> well, CNN's problems are with racial discrimination, and uh, it seems there's several several African American and other um, other folks who started a suit in my home state of Georgia, alleging that people uh, of different races got lower performance reviews, consistently were paid less. Again, some of the comments they're saying people said, like, I'm sorry, I'm a former HR director from manager of mine said that. I would have just smacked him in the head. Like, what were you thinking? Um, you need quotes. What did they say? Oh, I, I read them earlier this morning. They were just ridiculous. You know, like referencing slavery in the pre- presence of an African-American employee and things like that. I mean, just duh, smack you, you know, stop. But what, slavery? Um, you can't discuss slavery when a black person's in the room? It it, it was a little more direct than that. Um, it had oh, something okay. to do with, like, with I'm, slaves, slaves when they were, like, in, in slaves back in the day versus slaves now. I mean, it was just, if somebody actually said that, they should be fired. Um, I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, 
now that this has come up and it's gotten some some press, the attorneys have gotten contacted by no less than 175 other folks that are already in process with the Equal Opportunity Commission with waiting for what is called a letter to sue. So once the EEOC looks into your claim, unless the EEOC wants to take your company to court, they give you a right to sue letter. So like half of these 175 are already involved in making EEOC complaints and waiting for their right to sue letter. And you had the people that originally did it. We're talking like close to 200 people who are alleging that they were treated unfair by CNN and Time Warner, right? Um, and crickets, crickets in the media. Well, And you don't have a conservative out there. Let's go watch Jake Tapper. And anytime somebody advertises, we're just going to attack them. Uh, and, and I don't know how, I don't know how CNN does it. I saw Don Lemon the other day. <clears throat> just saying that, like, we're going to refuse to talk about Susan Rice. How like, do you not gonna... talk about Susan Rice? Because you're Don Lemon, and you're like, I'm just not going to talk about this. I'm not going to. It's it, it was crazy. It was like watching, like literally watching uh, uh, state-run TV. But yeah. then here's <laughs> here's the thing, and like as I'm as I'm going through the airport the other day, it 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 really hits you when you're in the environment. Like when you walk by the MSNBC store, right? You, you, you're walking through the airport and you walk by two or three or four of these CNBC, NBC stores where they have MSNBC on in the store, uh, you know, for as long as the airport's open. And then you go to the gate and everyone is watching uh, CNN. Like how, how, how did how did CNN become the official news outlet of airports in America? I mean, how many millions of people are just watching that? I mean, like, and we can say, well, I'll live in a, I'll live in my, uh, my, my uh, eagle wing lair and I don't participate in the blah, 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 but everyone else is. Yep. Like everyone on the right thinks that you can just isolate yourself out of this problem, but you got to jump in with you got to jump in with both feet because as you're isolating in your uh, eagle feather uh, liberty barricade, shoot 'em up, bang bang, solar panel, drink the bathwater, everyone else is being uh, just inundated with the the right way of thinking being the the liberal way of thinking. Well, there is no there is no right way of thinking on the left about Susan Rice. I'll tell you that right now. But, uh, you know, the fact that a, a newscaster would refuse. But I mean, you know, again, this goes back to the old argument. What is Don, Le Don Lennon? Uh, uh, Don Lennon. Um, he's an opinion. He is he goes out there and he hawks his opinion now he may have a conservative person on the panel or whatever but it's another one of those three against one and the person gets shut down if he does not want to discuss the topic on his show i suppose he doesn't have to but again because it's cnn everybody thinks his program is news when it's not it's opinion <laughs> and i tell you what as part of the 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 business mm-hmm I did not know his his was an opinion show. Yep. Is Jake is I, I guess Jake Tapper is also an opinion show. Um, J Jake Tapper's like State of the Union, like I guess. what he does on the weekends. Uh, that's more of an interview show. So it it's it's talking to the newsmakers and asking them questions. Isn't isn't Jake Tapper on every day? Uh, Jake Tapper's on every day. I I don't know the exact content of his program, but if you look yeah. at if you look at at Lemon's program, his program looks a lot like Sean Hannity's. You have guest panels and all this, and you're talking about current events, and most people are giving opinions on those items. It's not like today in Syria, you know, 59 Tomahawk missiles were dropped. This was destroyed. That's news. That's News is what actually happened. News isn't somebody saying, well, Susan Rice has done some pretty shady stuff, but I don't feel like talking about that here. <laughs> and you I'm know. not going to I'm not going to with the whole Susan Rice thing, I'm not going to be satisfied with uh with the Democrats did it, so now we can do it too. No. Like having having somebody and they keep using this swept up in. They were just 
uh, Susan Mask, uh, Susan Rice, she she uh, she unmasked these names uh, because they were swept up in the investigation. They were just swept up. Like I don't, uh, this whole they just got swept up. I'm not down with that at all. I'm not down with that. All at they all. have to do, all they have to do, is just cast cast the net in the right direction, and everybody's going to get swept up. No, and, and it, it, talk about the end of democracy. That will be. That will be the end of our little republic uh, <laughs> faster than you can shake a stick. Everybody's going to get swept up. Well, and here's the whole thing I don't get. Well, I mean, I get it. Okay. I get it. But so you did this thing and you unmasked them. And then your boss says, oh, and by the way, more people can read this now. Because that's essentially what happened, right? Susan Rice, in her capacity, requested the unmasking. Some people were unmasked. And then Obama made sure that this intelligence, raw intelligence, which is meaningless in in a lot of cases, gets disseminated through as much government as possible. You can't tell me that's not abuse of power, and you can't tell me it's not politically motivated. Because there's enough innuendo in it to make people nervous. But they have found nothing concrete. And that's what drives me nuts. Right. So, well, and then here's the thing. And then that turns into anger and leads to the dark side, which leads to a a death battle on Jakar or whatever. It's it's like the whole Benghazi thing. It's like the whole Benghazi thing. Like nothing came from that. Nothing. Nothing came from that. Like nothing, and that's what it drives me bonkers. Like I'm, listen, I'm still hung up on the whole IRS, oh, how they I weaponize the IRS against oh, people, I... and nothing came of that. And like, you, so you know, like Susan Rice went out on all the Sunday talk shows and lied and goes, "Oh yes, that this horrible video, this horrible video," and nothing came of that. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the answer is other than just to keep uh, talking about it. You know, and making making jokes about it. I'm I'm gonna try to keep choking my way out of this thing, but it's uh, it's daunting. It's daunting. It's very daunting, but there is just no way that something not okay did not happen in that situation. Might there not be any concrete laws that were broken by Susan Rice? Well, didn't maybe didn't Obama not. change? Didn't Obama change the rules of like who could look at stuff? Yeah. Like in the months. So, mm-hmm. so there you go. It's like, it's, it's the, it's going to be technically legal and technically nothing was wrong. And everybody knows that it was politically motivated and the left is going to wrap themselves up in, oh, it was perfectly legal. And as an advisor to the president, she not only had the right to look at it, she, she was morally obligated to look at it. No, she wasn't. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing. It, 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 the, I guess if you believe, if you believe at this point, and nobody on the left believed this prior to the 2016 election, that every Russian in this country is a puppet of Putin or a Russian spy, then maybe it was required. But we don't necessarily believe that, and intelligence would tell you something different. What I would really like to know, and this is my question, because I think it could clear a lot up. When did we start monitoring those Russians in particular? <laughs> like, have they been being monitored the entire time they were in the country or beginning with some certain thing that happened? Or did they just start to get monitored during the 2016 campaign when they may or may not have been talking to people within the Trump organization? Well, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. And when, and when the Obama administration said, hey, all you ambassadors... All you ambassadors, including uh, you Russian ambassador, you know what you guys should do so you can see democracy in action? You guys should go to the Republican National Convention. Oh, right. So <laughs> if, if you know you have these people under surveillance mm-hmm. and then you say, hey, go to the Republican National Convention, then, then, oh, my gosh, anybody who was there can be swept up. They were swept up in the investigation. Mm-hmm. That's like putting a bear in the middle of a 7-Eleven. Uh, and going, wow, look at that. The the bear did some damage to 7-Eleven. We should investigate everybody who's ever worked for 7-Eleven. It turns out 7-Eleven, it, it's just, it, it's, uh, it's so cold and calculated and, uh, obvious. I did be the underdog. I got no, <laughs> yeah. And I got, I got, I got no problem being the underdog, 
but uh, man, oh man, it's it's like every other week. And I apologize to our dear, gentle listeners for this. But like just the scope of the problem is just it's 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 like um, uh, what was that that outer space uh, uh, movie? Oh, my gosh. With all right. All right. Matthew McConaughey, uh, where they're traveling through time. You know, the one Inception. OK, not Inception. No, no. Uh, oh, my gosh. If only they, they, they are on the space. If only there was a series of uh, computers that were all talking to one another. Oh, I know. My, my brain is much. So Matthew McConaughey and these astronauts, they land on this planet and they see these mountains off in the distance. And it turns out those aren't mountains. It's a giant wave and it's going to kill them all. That's how I think about it. That is that is every, me. And, and and my friends ag- against the the huge staggering might of the left. It is, and the, here's the f- super like ironic thing. Mm-hmm. This whole we're going to show George Orwell's 1984 in 200 theaters across America to protest Donald Trump, and you're what? like, what? Hey. <laughs> That's so backwards, right? <laughs> that, that was just it. It was mind boggling. Like mm-hmm. wow. Think like us or go to jail. Think like us or get beat up. Think like us or get thrown off TV. Think like us or get thrown off the radio. Think like us or have your YouTube page shut down. Think like us or get thrown off a of Twitter. We or, are going to show George be... Orwell's 1984 because Big Brother's bad. <laughs> yeah, right? Or you could be a professor at Fresno State and actually make a tweet that says, for every immigrant that Donald Trump exports, two Republicans should be shot. And not only can you keep your account, you can keep teaching history at Fresno State. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Well, and, and that's just it. Like, how that, how that can continue is just mind-boggling. That dude is on Twitter. I say that dude, that woman, that person. That that dude is on Twitter, and he still has his job at Fresno State. Wow, it's yeah. uh, it's it's daunting. It's daunting. I guess some lovely things happened in Chicago. I guess some lovely things are happening in New York. New York now has free college. If for now, New York is going to run out of money, just like California is going to run out of money. California just uh, – they just snuck in like a uh, 12 or 14 cent gasoline tax. They snuck it in like y'all didn't recognize that it happened or uh, – I guess they did. I was out of town. I, I wasn't able to vote and mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was on the, the ballot. But I, I guess it happened and that this is what happened when you ha- – it's it's what happens when you have one party uh, in control. The price of gasoline is going to go up. I think it's either 12 or 14 cents because they so desperately need the money. Can I just tell you how much gas is where I live? You probably don't want to know, do yeah, you? Yeah, sure. Two dollars and nine cents. Well, I, I find it I find it kind of a BS snarky kind of a. I don't really care for that whole line of uh. It's like when you tell somebody how much you paid for an airline ticket. I don't do that mm-hmm. anymore. Right? I don't play that little game because when you tell somebody how much you paid for an airline ticket, magically, mystically, they always get a better rate. You paid X amount. I only paid a dollar fifty. And you're like, well, I was going around the world twice. Well, on my – it's like I, I really don't care. Yes, gas is going to be cheaper, but do you have uh, Republicans in office there? Yep. Well, there you go. Yep. We are uh, – California, it's like uh, unfortunately for for what I do for a living, it requires that I live here. Yeah. Well, I mean t- – but so, to me, it's just – it's when does when does it stop? So you know New York has free tuition. California will be next. Well, California they, like, have, has to go – it has to go down in a giant ball of flames. Well, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to stick the dismount before it does. <laughs> stick the dismount. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. you know, just this, this idea that – and, you know, New York City funds New York State for the most part, but – the the uh, the charges for everybody going to school for free get levied over the entire state. And I mean, much like California, you have L.A. and you have San Francisco. When you go to the Central Valley, it's a completely different world, right? When you leave New York City, there's a whole lot of cows. There's nothing else there, really. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 
and and that whole thing oh, it's, it's levied beautiful. over the entire state is just is just crazy. But you know now. Well, you know, it 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 just the mayor of uh, Chicago now thinks that you can't graduate from high school without a plan. So you know it's just it's just going to keep going in that direction in states where the city government or the state government is literally one side of the political spectrum. Tell our our, our deal, dear and gentle listeners about what Rahm Emanuel just did in Chicago. I've, I've found this to be uh, flabbergasting. Uh, Rahm Emanuel has decided that you don't get your high school diploma unless you can show an acceptance letter from a two or four year school, entrance into the military, or acceptance to a technical school. So unless you have a post high school plan, you're not going to get your diploma. <laughs> how is that? Re- how is that remotely American? Uh, it's not remotely American, and it's not remotely smart. If you know, and this is Chicago public schools, and if you know anything about Chicago public schools, they already have a dismal at graduation rate. What do you think this is going to do to it? This is going to raise your dropout rate. It's not going to lower it. I mean, are you know you what we should do? We should we should open up. A, a fake trade school in Chicago. Yeah, right. And just sign and just everybody's paper. Sell, just sell these, sell these letters for twenty bucks a pop. Like you, yeah. you've been uh, accepted into the Loftus Party School of uh, Turd Welding. Yeah, I mean seriously, it's gonna be. There's gonna be fraud. There's gonna be abuse. There's so much is gonna go on with that. This is why the mayor doesn't run the school board. He's you not supposed to be on it. Well, yeah, I, I, he doesn't care. He like. <laughs> He doesn't care, and no one else cares. Well, no, but it's <laughs> it's that liberal thing. Look how caring I am. I want these kids to have a future. Therefore, I'm going to attach this to the to the basic high school diploma. Therefore, more kids will think ahead and plan. It's like you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, and liberals are so good at it. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And now, please, a mandatory attendance to this viewing of 1984 so we can learn <laughs> right. how Big Brother's bad. So we can all learn, yeah. Attendance is mandatory. If you do not attend the screening of 1984, you will be thrown out of society. And you will not get a 32-ounce soda while you are there. No, you will no, not. you will not. So. Um, and you will – I'm going to open up a trade school in Chicago that teaches kids how to make brownies. How to make brownies. You see what I did there? You I see did. what I did there? I did. <laughs> then we'll send them all to Venezuela. That's right. <laughs> Where they can start baking brownies and be uh, arrested by Big Brother. There you go. Well, Venezuela's having some pretty big problems right now. Oh, they were tear-gassing Let's take them over. People. Let's take them over. I tell you what, you do not want me in charge. You don't want me in charge, America, because, like... I would go on the biggest power grab ever right now. We'd have Mexico. We'd have Canada. We'd have Venezuela. Yeah. Yes. 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 I mean, it, it's it's really a giant game of risk. And I would start just – I'd start with Venezuela. And they got then oil, slow, so. Yeah. Yeah. And then my giant rolling wall would roll a little faster in through Mexico. Let's just mm-hmm. take it. Like, who are we kidding? <laughs> who are we kidding? kidding? Oh, you, you didn't hear the guy who's going to run against Ted Cruz? He no, got people who's going to run all, against I, I don't know his name. He's a state senator right now from El Paso, te- Texas. He had the most profane rant on video. It was epic. He dropped an F-bomb like nine or ten times talking about Donald Trump and brought all of the sins of El Paso together because there is no way, no way do you understand me Donald Trump is building a wall in El Paso. <laughs> I'm just like, you people. Yeah. As you as you stand in El Paso and look at the fence and look across the border at like Juarez. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way. There's no he, way he's going to build a wall that's better than the one we already have. No, he's just not going to build it over their dead body. Well, if you insist. I mean, <laughs> just to, if that's where we got to go, all right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's uh it's tough. It's tough to be a magnet. I don't want to repel people, but uh, this has been a uh, a repellent uh, episode. Well, every once in a while, I get overwhelmed. It happens. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting getting back into the groove uh, of Los Angeles. 
I'll be back down taping new episodes of The Flip Side on the 20th. I think it's time for Michael Tobia. I think it is. So. Um, yeah. Now, in the real world, there's crazy uh, laws and rules we all have to live by. But in, in Michael Topia, things work uh, a little different. In Michael Topia, we have our own set of rules and our own set of laws. So, Liberty Gypsy, hook us up with a new rule for Michael Topia. In Michaeltopia, we believe wholeheartedly in free market capitalism. Therefore, the government will never tell a baker what they can or how to bake anything. <laughs> this goes to the Venezuela thing. This what does. Happened? Well, basically, the government was rationing bread and some other, you know, daily items that people need. And because they were rationing it, every baker could only bake so much of bread. So these horrible bakers started making brownies and other confections that people would buy with, you know, what little money they have. And the government started shutting them down. They were not allowed to make brownies. Nope. Can't make them. And then you've I, got then you've I got wanna... our government that tells them how to make a brownie. I, I don't think you need to tell a baker how to make a brownie. How to make a brownie or if they can or cannot make it. Exactly. Venezuela says what you can but, and can't make. We tell people how they have to make it. I think both are unnecessary in Michaeltopia. I trust the bakers. All right. Uh, in Michaeltopia, when they come for your friends, you react. Nice. And they're coming for our friends. Say what? I said that's 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 nice. Yes, I believe that. Yeah, and and they are coming for our friends. Uh, Bill O'Reilly is Bill O'Reilly, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, they're coming for him, mm -hmm. and they're gonna they're gonna take away the advertisers. Let's see if he can weather the storm. But it should be uh, the the canary in the coal mine. You guys is dead. <laughs> we 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 have to we have to start doing something. And we... by doing something, I mean uh, supporting. I start watching uh, Greg Gutfeld, right? Start mm -hmm. watching. Whatever come, whatever they replace uh, Red Eye with, uh, and hopefully it's a, a comedy show, it's a pop culture show. Uh, support that. Uh, support uh, the flip side and support the Loftus Party because we're like we're like a handful of gazelles on the plane, and there are lions everywhere, and they're just picking off gazelle after gazelle. And we keep it happens all the time on Twitter. Like somebody gets thrown off Twitter, and you're like, well. What he said was bombastic and was wrong and da-da-da-da. And, 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 well, soon it'll be you. I know uh, people are getting thrown off Twitter left and right. P mm -hmm. People's Facebook pages are being shut down left and right. People's YouTube pages are being shut down left and right. If if we're not concerned and if we don't start using the power of the dollar uh, and supporting the things that are already in existence, you're just going to wake up in your little uh, – Liberty shed in the middle of nowhere and everything will have and you'll wonder how it happened. You'll wonder how did this happen? The 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 left, they own media. They just own it. And it's a byproduct of their 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 thinking right and they're they're caring and they're wonderful and sharing is caring and teletubbies are the answer and blah blah blah. And you're we're not gonna have anything left. We're not gonna have anything left. The One American News Network. You ever heard, heard of One American News Network? Yes. They, for some reason, and I, for whatever, it's just beyond me, uh, and I'm, I'm making another overture again, like, hey, would you guys like to, to show episodes of The Flip Side on your network? And they're like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Are you kidding me? You can't be funny. Come on. Are you kidding me? And And like... Like Tommy Laren is is suing the Blaze, and the Blaze is kicking Tommy Laren off uh, their their broadcast network that's already down eighty five percent. She she exercises her freedom of speech, and and whatever if you agree with it or disagree with it, she had a different thought in her head. So now yes, let's all attack one another. While we're waiting for the lions to devour us all, hey, let's start eating fellow gazelles. It's insanity. Complete. And that's why we're going to love everybody on this show. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm, I'm going yep. to have very little patience for the losers. Mm -hmm. And to me, 
like one America news, like I'll, I'll practically give you my show. I will practically give you my show. So, so in hopes that we can reach more people with having some fun and like reach out to one American news. If you're listening to this, reach out to the, reach out to them. Say, put the flip it, it's, side it's on. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take 4 a.m. I'll take 4 a.m. If a few more people can hear it. What? It, I, I don't understand it for the life of me. Uh, and and the blaze getting rid of Tommy Laren that and, and and like I said, eighty five percent. So this whole well, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, and and I hope CRTV's doing well. Uh, support Stephen Crowder, help mm-hmm. that guy out. Yeah, help at, help out anybody who is trying to help all of us in, in selling life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Because this whole this whole uh, you give us fifteen dollars a month and we'll sell you a subscription. Blah blah. blah. It doesn't work. Maybe they'll figure it out, and I hope they do. But uh, I tell you what, the blaze is bleeding money. I hope CRTV's doing okay. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Uh, but the majority of America still watches, uh, you know, cable and broadcast. Those numbers are still there. Yes, still they are. There. And once we're gone from cable, uh, and once we're gone from broadcast, it, game set and match. Yep. That's an upbeat. So in in Michaeltopia, we support people who support uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yay! We are taping new we are taping new episodes uh, April twentieth. Come on down, join us. Uh, support the Loftus Party. Support the flip side. It's kind of a downer, but uh, I got a Sunday. You got a, a rest of the week. We got things to do. We're go getters. We make things happen. I'm gonna go make some things happen right now. 